Welcome to Not Your Normal Run, a podcast for those that want to start being active or stay active. We are your hosts. I am Sarah. And I'm Becca. So let's get started. Hello. Welcome to episode 10. Can you believe it, Becca? We are at episode 10. Oh, um, you know, I kind of can't believe it. That's it's a good thing you keep track of the numbers because I don't. <laughs> that's because I fabulous. think I heard most podcasts die after episode seven, so we've already beat the curve. Oh yay! <laughs> good to know. That's fabulous. We're not dead yet. So, nope, we have beat the curve. So we are on episode ten. So today's question, because I want to get right into it. Um, it's kind of a continuation of our last podcast. So if you did not listen yet, go back and listen to episode nine about what it means to be part of the back of the pack. Basically, we walk through the different sections of the pack, all that fun stuff. This time, it's more about what are our experiences at the back of the pack? What have Becca and I experienced, good, bad, otherwise? Um, and we're not doing this to dog on any race whatsoever. It's just a fact of being a back of the pack person, and right? Honestly, it's to help you be a little prepared because if you're prepared for it, you might not have a horrible experience and that that's even better. Exactly. So we're gonna kind of do this just to make it because I don't want anything negative right now. I'm just in a non-negative <laughs> mood. So we're gonna start <laughs> off with the negative experiences and then we're gonna end it on the positive side because I really, I need positive stuff in my life right now. I don't, don't know about all of you, but I could really use some positivity. So we won't dwell on the negative for too long. No, no. So back did you wanna, yeah. Did you want to talk about one of your opportunities for a better experience? Let's put it that way. <laughs> okay. Um, one that stands out pretty heavily in my mind is when we did, and this race will stick in my mind for a long time. It, it, it has a has not a good place in my heart. Um, the 25K, everybody here knows the 25K I'm speaking about because there's only one here. Um, I, Riverbank Run is huge. It is an incredible 5K. Uh, there is a time limit. That is fine. We were close. <laughs> but even had we been on the time limit, there was no chance the aid stations were still up. Um, and and that actually is a recurring theme at a lot of the... And it's longer distances. It's not usually the shorter distance races. Races. <sighs> yeah. Um, but it having those aid stations down, especially when you're at the end of a race and you could really use, you know, that little bit of Gatorade, that little bit of water, especially those final ones. If you want to take the beginning ones down, fine. But, you know, those, those end couple, leave a table, one person with a table and a gallon of water. So I will, for a little transparency, I am on the race committee. So I do have a lot of insider knowledge. And also the year she's talking about, I was a road warrior for the race, right? And, and you were with me every step of the way. Yeah, you and right, I finished like, together. I'm, yeah. Yeah. So we probably did get a little more beneficial treatment because of me being a road warrior and then me being on the race committee. Um, 
I'm sure that impacted our experience in a positive way. However, I will say Riverbank Run, the one thing that I like about them is they do not make any joke about their cutoff time. Nope. They're very upfront about it. They have to open up the streets. We have multiple cities in the, in the jurisdiction for the race. They're very honest about it. And I knew upfront that we were going to have issues. I knew upfront. Yeah. So I had already talked to the race director, the um, part of the people that were on the course committee. I had already talked to a bunch of people. So we already knew what was going to happen. Um, but still, when it's a hometown race and it's something that you take a lot of pride in, it still hurts. It still hurts when things are being taken down. They did leave the timer up for us, which I thought was really nice, the finish line. It Even though if we, had been, I know, if we had been 10 minutes later, I don't know that it would have been there. But, um, yeah. I, I mean, well, it is and, what and it they is, weren't, You know, and, and, and see, I'm not on the committee, so I can give my full opinion about it. Um, it just, it didn't feel like for the length of time that we were downtown once it was done with our period of time being on the course i mean they were still gonna have to be there for a while taking stuff down to open the street back up they weren't exactly moving quickly and by the way when the people left at the end cheering you on are the workers taking it down yeah literally not one person from said race was there other than my friend except for your person who had the medals for us Yes, yes and she knew we were coming Right. Like, that is it. The people cheering us on at the end were, you know, what, 50, 20 feet from the end, and they were people who were taking it down. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it, it's, so yeah. yeah. I mean, but, it was probably one of my favorite moments, but it was also one of my least favorite moments. Favorite yeah. moments because I did it. And yeah. if I had not been a road warrior for the race, I don't know that I would have even attempted it knowing the cutoff time was so firm sure um it was still disheartening it i mean it was still disheartening but that is we went in knowing that was a possibility yeah. yep definitely but it do, it doesn't stop it from holding a place in your heart correct and it will well, for, me for, for you, a long time that was the longest distance too yes yep mm -hmm. um so mine is my first one's just kind of a recap from last week's um, race the Grand Rapids Bridge Run, which is run by Run GR, who are amazing people. And honestly, back when I ran it, I do not know if they ran it then. I honestly do not know. Um, so it would have been 2012, right? So just a small race, just not, was not back of the pack friendly, even for a 5K. And Ooh. it was just a bad situation for me, just I was in a horrible headspace to begin with, but to be me in the police vehicle within one block, how am I going to go three miles with me in the police vehicle? Just a bad situation for me. I will say this past year, so on the positive side for this one, this past year, um, as part of Gazelle's run camp, I'm one of the team leaders for the run walk group. And one of the walk runner run walkers asked me to do the race with her. Now, I'm not going to lie, when it took me a few days to be able to say yes, because the name of that race just, like, made my blood pressure go up. I just, I could feel that moment of desperation and just fear yeah. of, oh, my gosh, I don't want to go through that again. And then thinking, oh, my gosh, I don't want her to go through this again. 
So I will say that the race has changed a lot since then. It's a lot bigger. Good. And we were definitely kind of in the back of the pack, but not where we noticed. Not We, we didn't notice at all. She got as much cheering as some of the um, 10 mile finishers. It was, it was a really good race. It was very redeeming for me. I still didn't want to do it up to the moment of starting on the start line, but <laughs> it was definitely a very redeeming piece for me. So that made me feel good because it, it took a lot for me to get up and do it that race that day. And normally I don't feel that way about 5Ks, but that one, I was like, I had to pee before the start nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and she's not like that. No, I will never use a port potty, but I wanted to that morning. <laughs> so what's next on your list? Um, so, you know, I, I don't have my marathon technically on my list because, you know, it's actually a, a technically a back of the pack friendly race. Um, there is no actual cutoff time for the marathon, but it, it also depends on it. <laughs> Are you prepared to be out there by yourself? It, it, I, yeah. I, you so know. that was actually next on my list too was that one. So the Grand Rapids Marathon is, they, they, they do say you just have to end on a day that ends in Y. Yeah. Which is totally fine. They do keep the finish line completely open. Yeah. And there it, are quite a few people there, admittedly. There are a lot of people that will be there. Um, but they Unfortunately for me, I felt like that a lot of the aid stations were closed by the time I got there. Even though it was back of the pack friendly, there was nothing left there. So the one thing I had looked forward to was the pickle juice at mile 18 (laughs) or 18, 21. I don't remember. I had looked forward to the pickle juice because I had just started eating pickles and there was none there when I got there. There was none. I was... But thank you for the chocolate, because I was disheartened. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, But now, see now, and you've done that again, or at least that tail end of that race with me when I did mine. Did you notice that stuff was there? Yes. So so, they have gotten better. So, and again, full disclosure. And it may be communication. Yep, full disclosure. I got that race entry by being a road warrior for the Riverbank run. Um, They knew... The race director knew very well that I would most likely be the last person, and I know him pretty well. Um, I took longer than you did. Well, and our run coaches were there for me, so they were texting people to let them know that where I was and that I was still there. And just side note, I was injured. Um, So a lot of people still knew I was out there, but from what I gather, some of the messages were not getting through. Like I was supposed to have a bike escort. Once we got to the part where we couldn't have the ambulance behind me anymore. So I was supposed to have a bike escort. Apparently they left for whatever reason. Maybe it wasn't anything to do with the race. Maybe it was just a teenager. Who knows? Um, But I was supposed to have an escort. So they did know. But I will say it was just, it was hard. It was hard to know. I was literally the only one out there and there was nothing. If I didn't memorize the course ahead of time, I wouldn't have known where to go. Right, right. Um, which still was a problem at that turnaround for me when we, when we did ours, thank God you were with me and you know where it was. Cause I came through there like, I mean, do I turn around here? There is literally nothing here. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it, 
And thank you, Run GR, for that fabulous aid station right there at the turnaround. Yes. Um, <laughs> but when, you know, like, admit it, so, so it is there all day, but, like, that doesn't mean they don't take down, like, the time, the, the time maps. Time maps, yeah. Yes, because that 20-ish mile one was turned off and done by the time I came through. So anybody who would have been tracking me basically saw me stop and never, you know, not continue and had no idea what was going on. Um, but, you know, like the, uh, when we got close to the end, the young lady from the aid station actually ran out to us and walked towards the aid station with us. Cause she, what the hell else did she have to do anyway? Right. So, she, well, okay, came on so out. she wasn't from the aid station. She was actually from the medic tent. Oh, the medic tent. Yeah. 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 Well, there was an aid and station she, right next to it. Yeah. And she had been hanging out and had nothing else to do. So she thought she'd come and meet us because she yeah. knew we were on the way. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Thanks for that. I appreciate it. Um, so it, you know, but (laughs) again, yeah, the directionals are still very wonky. Um, they were picking up flags right as I was coming through that last couple miles. It, yeah. So it just, that one doesn't have a time limit. So, you know, and there were still what, two people behind me at that point, I think. Well, and Um, we didn't, it didn't help that we had. Like we had our plan that I was going to actually walk you, run you in or walk you in whatever you needed. But then just based on circumstances, I ended up going to meet Steve to bring him to meet you. So I wasn't there to help you with the directions because I mean, anyone who runs a marathon knows that by mile 20, you can't do math, let alone directions. (laughs) No. (laughs) So that had been my intent was I was going to be the one to help get you to the finish, but did more of what needed was to get Steve to you first. Yeah. Cause I needed mental help at that point more than anything. <laughs> but so there, you know, so that's still a mix of good and bad, you know, it was, it's again, if you're prepared for it, like we kind of had super prepared, you were there with absolutely and anything and everything I would have needed at any point. So we didn't necessarily have to rely on their aid and stuff. So, you know, it's well, and then there was the other guy who I walked with. <gasps> I think his um, name was Travis. I don't remember. I, I feel, feel like I, I remember. I, I feel like I remember his name being Travis. Um, and if anyone, if I meet you, I am sorry. I am awful with names. I'll remember yep. faces, but I am awful with names. Yep. But I felt bad because he didn't, he was supposed to have some buddies there, if I remember correctly, but they didn't show up. So he was yeah. basically doing it by himself. I mean, I had offered him water. I had some snacks that I offered him, that type of thing. But having people there to help, especially when it's nothing against shorter distances, when it's a longer distance race, that always helps. And like, full especially disclosure, if the people. Services aren't there. Full disclosure, people. We had been on the course for eight hours at that point. Okay. Yeah. We talked back of the pack. I'm telling you, it was a full work day on the course. Okay. <laughs> so. Your mind is, my brains were probably leaking out of my ears. They were leaking out of her verbally, just so you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) You can swear like a sailor under the best times, but (laughs) that was a whole new level. You better believe it. So, you know, and and those are the only, do you have any other negative I do. I have one other race. Um, 
And and it's just from a space perspective. And it's okay. not necessarily back of the pack, but being in the back of the pack, this made it an issue. Okay. Um, and I'd honest, it's for the run through the rapids. It was my first year when I did a 10K. So 2015, I think. Um, the course runs part of some of like the fish ladder along the river and there's oh. a little itty like itty bitty out and back and it was just one of those things where the sidewalk went from or the path went from six feet wide to like two. Oh. And the point at which it happened, you have me back of the pack coming through her and then you have the people who are actually trying to win the race in the front coming through that same out and back portion. Oh. So it was just it was just a bad flow of people and it has yeah. nothing to do with really being back of the pack. It's just not taking into consideration. You could have that because being a back of the packer, I would never, ever, ever, ever want to mess up a race for someone who could win. Never. Oh, no, we're usually screaming for you when you go by. <laughs> so I stopped to let the, some of these, the fasties through. Yeah. Because I didn't want to be, I mean, they're racing for, for money. I'm not going to stop them. But yeah. it was just the fact that I had to do that, that kind of sucks. Now, has that course, because we've, we've experienced the same thing with Gazelle one year. But mm-hmm. the next year, you know, Gazelle took all the feedback. And the next year, Gazelle changed it completely. Last I knew, it has not been fixed. Last okay. I knew. But I have See, not there's, checked the course in a yeah. few years. And, and there's the thing, you know, do you take... Number one, do people give feedback? Please, people, please give feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't always have to be mean about it. You can write a very incredibly nice letter, whether it was good experience or bad experience, and they will fully appreciate it. Um, so please give feedback. Uh, Gazelle received that feedback because the it was basically kind of a, a turnabout, and people were supposed to go one way, it basically completely left, and some go straight. And it just... People were just running almost smack into each other, and it it there wasn't it really a warning good. until you got there, and it was well, almost you too were late on top point. of it. Yeah, you were basically on top of it, so it was it was not good. Um, but they took all of that feedback, and the next year changed the course completely, like completely through that area, so it wouldn't happen. So yeah. as long as they're taking the feedback when they get the feedback, so give it, uh, you know, good. Please do. <laughs> so I think. The biggest takeaways on what happened, negative experience at the back of the pack is just not having supplies. Yes. So not having the resources you need. So make sure you're always bringing a little extra water. Just bring what you might, what you think you might need if nothing's there. What do you yeah. absolutely need? And then also have some extra support too. So that if you are in a bad place, you have someone who can run and get you something or run you to your yeah. car or do whatever. So having support yep. helps with that. So let's kind of, yeah, let's kind of switch gears and go to the positive side. Let's talk about some fun things about being at the back of the pack. So I'll let you kick this one off. Fun things about back of the pack. Um, So the race you will hear me talk about the most (laughs) is Gazelle Girl. Uh, I I just mentioned one thing with them that was not a great experience, but again, they fixed it immediately. Uh, Gazelle Girl, as far as back of the pack experience, every time, at every distance, I've done all of their all of their race distances. Every time, every distance has been for me as a back of the packer a, a pretty great experience. Um, it's 
<laughs> I can't, I, I, I scrolled through my blog, I did looking, I can't find having ever had a bad experience at Gazelle. Um, I, I remember bad experiences pretty well, and I've, I've, I've not had one. I mean, there were races that weren't great, and that I got into not great places, but it was, it's never been a bad experience with the race, so... Uh, if you are in Michigan or if you travel to Michigan in like April, do Gazelle. <laughs> you want a positive race experience? It is, it, oh, Gazelle girls, the bee's knees, folks. <laughs> and I, that was my other one too. One I had listed was Gazelle girl as well. Um, specifically for the back of the pack support at the finish line. Yep. Um, the year I did the half, um, I'm not going to lie, coming up to Ottawa, that little jaunt up the hill is like my nemesis all the time. Walking it, running it, whatever. It It is is always my nemesis. And after the half, my brain was gone. And coming around the corner, and it's a long stretch (laughs) down to the finish line. It just sucks. And I'm I'm like speeding up because I can see the finish line. I'm speeding up. I'm going to go there. And then I see this little person jumping up and down on the other side of the finish line. And again, I'm, I'm spent. I'm done. And I think it's like my running coach, Amy, because she's kind of little and has tons of energy. So I'm thinking it's her. I get closer <laughs> and I realize it's the race director <laughs> jumping up and down, cheering like a crazy person for me because I was the only one crossing the finish line. I bawled hysterically. I, I mean, just bald, and I've never cried crossing a finish line before. <laughs> it made my life. Yeah. And I've never experienced that in another race where someone was that excited to see me cross the finish line. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. And we've seen her. She does other halves. We've seen her be just as, remember, okay, the year it snowed at the end. Was that last year, year before last? That was last and we had, year. Okay, so we came in. <laughs> And it's funny because I looked at the half before that that I PR'd and there I am in a short sleeve shirt with a long sleeve wrapped around my waist. And I'm thinking, yeah, and then there would be snow. Um, (laughs) Because I remember I came in just as the snow had started really coming down with those big flakes. And then there were the ladies behind us still. And just Holly's just there screaming. And she is so freaking excited for you to finish your race. She does not care how long it took you. She is so excited you're finishing it. It's just the most amazing feeling in the world. (laughs) And that's actually, that experience right there for you was actually what inspired me to apply to be a pacer for the We Got So Glitter Squad to be one of those people to bring people in because of that experience. So 2021, if you want to do Gazelle, I will be there for the half as one of the pacers. Bring it up the rear, baby. Woo! So I'm going to go with my next one since we kind of talked about Gazelle Girl. Was the Bad Apple Ultra Marathon, the 12-hour race. And I know you have something specific to add about the three-hour. But yep. I decided to do a 12-hour Ultra Marathon because I'd be bat crap crazy. Yes. And I'm not going to lie. I am normally always overly prepared. And I was for this. I was overly prepared. The piece I was not prepared for was not knowing the course in the dark. Because it started at oh dark 30. (laughs) So, again, back of the packer. And I always walk for five minutes before I start anything. Yep. The whole field is gone. The field is gone. 
<laughs> I can't see a thing. I've got me in my headlamp and I'm just trying to figure out where the heck did all these people go? <laughs> the race ha- and the unfortunately the race is not around anymore, but they had on like little almost like paint sticks in the ground. They yeah. had metal pie plates that oh. sh- reflected my headlamp so I could figure out where the heck to go. Thank goodness. I remember seeing them. So uh, so amazing. So the thing about a timed race like this is that they're generally loop courses. So when you're a back of the packer, you're going to see the fasties a ton. And over 12 hours, I saw them a lot. So you get to know, I mean, not that you're talking to everybody, but you get to know them because they pass you a lot. And <laughs> I had a friend there who was a couple friends there who were doing the races as well. So they'd say hi every time they were going by. And I just kind of chugged along, did my thing. There's two aid stations. They kind of get used to you because again, 12 hours, you're going through quite a bit. So I highly remember, a lot of people don't like loop courses because they can be kind of boring. I mean, there's not a lot to them. But from a back of the packer, I never really felt alone. Yep. Yep. There was always somebody there. There was always somebody who would be coming up eventually. And then this was a 12, 6, and 3-hour race. So at the 12-hour mark, you had a bunch more people start. And then at the or at the the six-hour mark, you had a bunch of people start. And then at the three-hour mark, you had more people start. So there was always people coming through. And it just, it really made me feel like I was part of the race, not just the turtle behind it. Right. Yep. I agree. So what about you, Becca? Um, So I came for the three-hour end of that race, um, mostly for moral support, because that's what I do. I need Um, it. Yeah, you know, it was fun. We had a good chit-chat. So uh, the three-hour race started. Sarah wasn't quite to the start line area yet. She was a little ways out. So I was like, well, I'll just wait for you because who cares? So I just hung out after they started and waited for her to come through. And she came through, grabbed whatever she needed. I think we might have changed shoes or socks or something. And then yeah, we headed off. Yeah, so we get out to – what were the eight, it was a four-mile loop, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just after, it was just after mile three. Okay, because the aid station was like Mm two-ish. And I think it was right as we got to the aid station, actually, we saw the the golf cart, golf mobile thingy coming up. And uh, it was the... (laughs) I'm sorry, golf mobile? Golf cart. So that is, that golf mobile is literally what it is called... in in business purposes so anyway um (laughs) and I just think it's funny sounding that way so it comes puttering up and it's was he the race director or yeah okay so it was the race director and he was looking for me specifically because I was the only person from the three-hour group who had not made it through yet and they were coming to look for me to make sure I hadn't gotten lost or hadn't you know I don't know, fallen in a ditch somewhere. And I just, I mean, I was only there for moral support. I wasn't even really there to, to do anything but walk that loop with Sarah. So the fact that they came looking for me was like the best thing ever and is what had convinced me to make it my next big race. But then unfortunately they did not continue. Not their fault, but it's great. It was a great race. It was great. Good experience. Yeah, the only other one I have is kind of the same type of thing. It was our first half marathon, the mainly marathons. I just wrote that down. (laughs) (laughs) In Ohio. Um, So it's another loop course, and it's this was actually distance based. Um, 
I don't think they do time options last I checked, but it's distance based. But again, you do a loop um, to get to your distance and there's no time limits. Technically, I think they actually do have a time limit on the 50 K now I saw, but that's only because their whole thing is multi-day races. So they will have a race series where you go to seven different cities in seven different states and do seven marathons or seven halves or any combination thereof. In a row. Exactly. So they do these loop courses and their aid station is at the primary loop spot um, with amazing amazing food. But again, it's. For me, it's the same type of reason is that we were never alone. I mean, you and I were together, obviously, but you got to know people just passing well, them constantly for a couple of hours. You got to know the people who were speedy, speedy, and you got to know the people who were just having a good time. Oh, yeah, because there that race series is so walk friendly. There were so many people who were there specifically to walk they're half full and 50k distances and they're just out there to walk this loop and chat with people basically for the day and it is it is fabulous it is absolutely fabulous they're always always happy well we were always smiley that's what i think that's what the one guy said always smiling (laughs) because we're polite and we we always smile at people as they go by too because that's what we do (laughs) yeah yeah I had just wrote that down considering you talked about loop courses. I was like, oh, wait, mainly marathons. That's a good final one. Mainly marathons. Dancing around the black cone. So there are definitely, we've had positive experiences and we've had negative experiences. I will say, unfortunately, the negative experiences for me outweigh the positive, which is why I'm kind of, if you haven't noticed, a little anti-race. I do not enjoy doing them. Um, it's too much stress for me. So I tend to do more of the timed races just because I don't feel as much stress. But hey, to each their own. Exactly. That's you got to do what's good for you. And someday, hopefully, we'll get back to actually doing races. And then maybe, maybe I'll think differently about them, but probably not. <laughs> so homework. No, you didn't for, like them originally either. No, I've, I've not. <laughs> no. So unless it's a color run in Lansing. Bring that sucker back. Yes. Bring back the color run. I want to get filthy. Pretty filthy. <laughs> and only in Lansing. I didn't like the one in Grand Rapids. So. Yeah. 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 Let's do Lansing. Well, Lansing only because it finished and it was like a party. It truly was a party. Yes. They, um, so they ended in a, <laughs> the year that you and I did it, they ended it and had it at the same time as they were having their summer festival, Common Ground. So they had stages and everything set up. So it was a big, huge party festival at the end. And it was, it's definitely the most fun color run I had ever been to. Yeah. That was <laughs> my favorite. Yeah. All right. So homework for everyone. Why don't you go online and post a picture of your favorite race experience and tag us in it we would love that hashtag not your normal run yes tell us tell us all about it oh and if you are if you're on the hunt for a good experience um i had written a note down here to tell y'all check with your local 5k races the ones that they kind of specify for like fun races and stuff like that we've got one here in lansing called silver bells in the city and that is super super time friendly they have a lot of families with kids that come and just walk it because it's you know in the holiday season and it just you know look there are quite a few of those in each locality 
So just search those out if you want a nice little 5K with a nice good back-of-the-pack race experience. Yeah, fam- family-friendly races tend to have better backs-of-the-pack. Yes, lots of good cheering, lots of support. It's it's usually almost guaranteed good time. Awesome. <laughs> So thanks, everyone, for listening today. We greatly appreciate it. Where can they find you online, Becca? Find me on the Instagram. Sugartude, S-U-G-A-R-T-U-D-E, Sugartude. And at my blog, sugartude.wordpress.com, where I am talking all things C25K in my life right now. And you can find me at www.runningwarriorsarah.com. That's Sarah with an H. And make sure to subscribe on your podcast platform of choice to get notified when we do our new episodes. And while you're there, please, if you're on iTunes, leave us a review. We would love it. Yes. And if you like what you hear, you can support this podcast on Patreon. So until next time, get out there and go be active. Go and move your booties.